and the Thrive15.com World Headquarters. Let's go! Presenting the world's only business school without the BS with optometrist and entrepreneur Dr. Robert Zellner and the Forest Small Business Administration Entrepreneur of the Year in your ear, Clay Clark. It's the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. Three, two, one. Oh, Thrive Nation, welcome back into your daily conversation. It is the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former U.S. SBA Entrepreneur of the Year, the current father of five human kids, one of which is at camp. And my kids like to camp as far as possible away from where I live. So this weekend I shall be traveling to camp. I think it's called Canacuck to pick up my kids. It's a four-hour trip there, four-hour trip back. Z, it's been good knowing you. Uh, which, kid, which kid is it, by the way? Havana. Havana. Well, she's worth driving four hours to get. No, the so, kids, when well, they sat down, they said, good. they said, let's choose a place to go to camp that's far enough away yeah. that an airplane ticket almost makes sense, but not quite. Not quite. And we know how much Dad hates driving, so let's go ahead and do that. Let's max that distance So out. I'm going to be in that Suburban. I'll be listening to Mike Posner's new album for the eighth time in a row, and I'll go, I'll finally get, because it's an audio, you can't, with the kids in the car, you can't do an audio book. You can't do an audio book. If it's me alone, I'm doing an audio book. But i got to listen to music the eighth time around through the same CD. It, it's good, and I don't do road trips. Justin's been on some road trips with me before, and I, I just don't do road you're, trips. You're always well, good, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, help me out with this. Um, you know, Canicuts get a little bit of a sportsy camp. I mean, they're all about the sports, and they have like coaches that are there as camp counselors. And they're is Havana uh, is she in sports? Havana's a pretty athletic human, but she okay. really loves the chickens. So she takes after Vanessa, your wife. See, yeah, obviously, because yeah, she's my. I mean, she's very athletic. She's into like she. The thing is, we pay her every time she reads a story about someone of of, of a historical significance. These little mini autobiographies they sell at uh, so you bribe your children to read. I 50, like that. Fifty bucks per report, and she'll wow. just fire through those things. Just bam, bam. So the kid, you'll be talking to her, and the next time you talk to her, just mention like Rosa Parks or like you know Abraham Lincoln, and she'll go, oh. Yeah, well, you know, one thing I like yeah, about the, She just knows yeah. these things. He's so. on the $5 bills. And, you know, inside the box that rocks today, we're talking about the F6 life, which is designing the ideal lifestyle. Faith. That's, that's our theme family. this week. It's the whole theme. It's the theme of the week. Yeah, theme of the week. Now, we're talking today, though, about the F6 life, and specifically, again, that's the faith, family, fitness, friendship, fun, goals. These are faith, family, finances, fitness. The big F, the, right, the F6. But what you have to do is when you sit down and you make the goals, you, you write down the, the goals for your faith and your family and your finances and your fitness and your friendship, you then have to make a profitable business so that you can fund these things. Said Fs. Said Fs. And so we brought on you know some guys who are kind of a big deal, and we're going to go with uh, the guy who's the biggest deal in the room. Dan with Lamode first. This guy, I mean, Z... He is a, a big deal. It's a fancy name. Lam- it just sounds fancy. It's, it's the fashion. It's the fashion. Of course it is. It's just, you know, it just sounds like, you know, I mean, I mean. If I would have opened it, it would have been called Mode. It just would have been so called Mode. Like, so what's the name of the business? Mode. mode. And they're going, no, that's not. But he called it Lamode. 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 And so, Lamode. Dan, uh, how are things at Lamode? Educate Tulsa. What is Lamode? Lamode Cleaners is a family-owned business since 1954. We've got nine locations, along with home delivery, serving the Tulsa and surrounding areas. Clay, nine locations. Wow. wow. You know, uh, now elephant in the room. If you divide nine by three, you come up with three. And elephant room has three locations to serve you. Oh. And I, I sense an intensity, like a rivalry. Wow. It's like getting LeBron and Steph Curry in the same place. Oh gosh, don't you, Oh, don't even talk about that. I, it's I, it's oh. like. 
It's it's like we oh. brought uh, you know somebody onto our team that you guys couldn't afford. Oh, oh wow! And gosh. so Justin, uh, you know, he's built the elephant in the room now into three locations to serve Tulsa men's grooming. Uh, Justin, how are how are things at Elephant in the Room? What's the status of the Elephant Club? We are rocking and rolling. So a lot of my time now is, is spent outside the shops. Mm. We've got an amazing group of people. Um, we're always hiring, always um, interviewing, and we look for uh, character and reliability. Um, so we'll train the other skills that you need, the software, the communication, the, the product knowledge, the menus. But if you have character, if you have, um, if you have the, um, the reliability, hey, give us a call. I'm going to put myself out there right now. But, but seriously, we're looking for those things. We have a, a team of 65 people right now. And, and as we're growing and expanding, we're excited because we're franchising this year. Oh, come on, Justin, baby. Justin, would you ever think about changing the name to La Elephant in the Room. Would you change the I don't, name? I mean, I don't, I mean, think about it. Think about it. Yeah. Think about it. I mean, I'm just, I mean, it's a suggestion. It's just kind of a thing. It's a move. It apparently, it's a move. Sexy. It's sexy. I mean, Dan's got nine yeah. locations, so it's, it's apparently would, it's always, a move. I was thinking about putting the Z up there. Ooh. How, oh. Oh. The elephant oh. in the room. The elephant in the room. Z, you we, just one up me, Justin. Z, well done. Well, we, well played. When we well franchise, played, we might give that to you as the token I'm gonna move. I'm going to get some of those franchise. I'm still... I'm still I'm, you know, I the elephant. Thrive Nation, I'd like to have a, a quiet, personal <laughs> moment with you right now. I'm still a little hurt mm. that Justin and Clay... Didn't Shark take me on this idea because it's an absolute home run, and I'm I'm still a little I'm, I'm a little upset about it that I wasn't on the ground floor. But you know what? If you can't get on the ground floor, first floor is pretty good. Second floor is better. Third floor, <laughs> you're a little you know. Fourth floor, by the time you get to the very top of it, you're a little late. But I'm just saying. Just saying. Can he name his Zelf yeah, in the room, we his can, first we can location? Zelf in that. the room? Yeah, we can fix that. And to be honest, this, this is a true story. So early on, um, when you have a startup, you know, you think it's the best idea ever, but pretty much no one, including Banks, wants to invest <laughs> in your idea. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's where I was. Yeah. And, and so Clay kind of knew this before I knew it. Yeah. So he was like, he was like, get your business plan. He's like, why don't you make your list of your five top people? Okay. And these are some prominent people in Tulsa. I'm not going to mention their names, uh, successful business owners. And I, I said knew them from contacts and people. And okay, like okay. that, and I actually went to a couple of them, and they were smiles and yeah, yeah, and then I said, oh you know yeah, what? oh yeah, no, and I said, I said, they'll say, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be customers, we'll be clients though, yeah, you know, kind of the letdown easy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now five years later, you know, Ooh. but I think Clay knew that. And that that was me. That was a growing experience. Can I can from, I tell you? Can I tell you why I was so harsh with your idea initially? Can I tell you? Yeah, because I, I cry. I cry like every. No, single but finally, night. finally, we've 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 haven't had any beers, um, but I can be candid with you today here about this um you know when you first started you know and you when you and i first met each other you have like crazy talent which is which, oh. like you're really good like oh. athletically i'm not kidding oh. he can throw the ball north of 90 miles an hour from the wow. infield he was one of the top short stops in the country and you've always been a talent show so the problem is is when you're the talent show you'll have like the, the idea bias so it's like the good idea it's like the new idea the good idea and if you're listening right now and this is you Deal with this because what happens is, is you are you feel like your idea is so awesome. So the whole deal was, I was like, hey, I'll invest in whatever you want to do, but you have to work in my call center and not be fired. Yeah, oh, which yeah. means a hundred outbound calls a day, and you have to be able to set appointments. And we were cold calling supplement companies, and it is the hardest sale ever. And watching you go through the emotional. First the rejection, then the depression, then the soul suck, then the questioning <laughs> life, and just watching it. And Vanessa's like, "Can you? Can you not? I mean, because like, I, and so we we hired a young lady in our office here last week. Watching her go through that cycle. Oh, if you grow through it, 
then once you can sell, everything else goes well. And I could not invest in a business owned by somebody who can't sell. I mean, seriously, because there's, Z, there's some freaking fight there, right? Am I, am I wrong? Yeah, you know what? You want a dog that's got a little fight in him. Otherwise, you just get the next dog. I mean, that's the way it is. And I agree with what you're saying. And that was one of your little hoops. You're like, here's a hoop to jump through. And you know what? Apparently, he jumped through the hoop. No, he nailed it. He, he actually he was doing cold calls with supplement companies, and you just give the Thrivers just one of your complete shameless. It's so far in the past; it's no longer shady. It's yeah, just clever. Yeah. So it was one of your moves you did. <laughs> so we we had a uh, a friend that ultimately um, started a supplement company and um, didn't have enough time to you know do the sales himself and try to get that product out there. So it was, it was a small product line, and so we were. Uh, contracted to get this product out to you, you NutriShops, uh, GNCs, uh, the, the, the big time box stores. Oh yeah! But that market is on lockdown. Lockdown, lockdown baby. by lockdown. Um, one or two different um, dist- uh, distributors, and so it's really hard to to get at that distributor because they have their margins so tight that there's no room. Really, you have to really be pumping out a lot of volume get that price point as low as possible. So anyways, we tried to do a different route. We went straight to those shops. and The independent stores. When you're calling, you're getting the, the $9, $10 per hour you know, front desk person, and you can't really get the decision maker. you know. And so I had to come up with some clever, clever moves because I would always come around every single week, and I'd first, um, you know, who do I need to draw the attention to? I've got some free samples coming to you guys, and I'd give a week follow-up of did he get it? How do you like him? Give me some feedback. Had like a 10-point questionnaire, that type of thing. And... Um, just get shut down all the time, but you know who doesn't love free stuff? And so I had to come up with some crazy ideas. And you're trying to, you know, pissed off, upset people. <laughs> but uh, the wildest one I came up with was um, shipping sea turtles. You know, <laughs> and the whole oh my gosh, the wrong address. Oh my gosh, these turtles are gonna die. You know, and so they would have to give me their number for the owner to be so, like, real quick, the premise, life is the, on the line the, for the sea turtles. The premise, right? the premise, which is hilarious and wow. true, is he said, I need to get in touch with the owner. Apparently, a large shipment of sea turtles has been erroneously sent to you, and I just I want to make sure they don't die because they're in a crate. <laughs> they're like, what are you talking about? He's like, what are you? Like, oh my, it's, there's a lot of them, and I just I, I need his cell phone number because I would hate. I mean, they're these are exotic sea turtles. He had this big old story. And so they would go, oh, well, let me give you the number. So next I thing you know, it, you're yeah. on the phone with Dan from Lameau. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of a big deal. The, and then I'm just talking <laughs> about supplements, and he's like, no, see, I don't know where she got sea turtles from, but the supplements, we, you know. Yeah, I don't know what you're so. yeah, sea turtles. <laughs> yeah. Sea turtles. We, we, well, I don't know, sea turtles. We do have, you know, and it's like you have some little tie-in. Like, no, our, our, our vitamins do include C, vitamin C for... Vitamin you know, C. That's where they get you over the turtles. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So now if you're listening right now, Thrive Nation, you can become successful. You're going to become successful. Somebody here needs that spark. You need to hear that word of affirmation. I know you have what it takes to be successful. How do you know? Because I believe God has a plan for everybody, and I know you can do it. But the thing is, that the concept is, there's no such thing as overnight success. Z, we'll start with you, my friend. Um, there's a little notable quote that comes at us hot from hot. Harvey Mackey. And he says this. He Who's says, that? He's the guy who, um, a small company in Minneapolis... And he became a multimillionaire by growing his envelope company. You know, so custom envelopes, uh, cu- uh, custom like a stationery. Who picked the flavor on the lick on the envelopes? I mean, someone at some point picked that flavor, right? If you were an inanimate object, you would be a scratch and sniff sticker. You probably. <laughs> That's hard to come back from that one. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what that means yet. I don't even know how to describe what I mean. I just, I don't know. That, oh, was, just, wow. that was radio excellence, folks. Yeah, you're welcome. You can't you're welcome. think of that again if you no, try. No, yeah. Okay, so be like a postage stamp. Stick to it until you get there. So Z, pontificate, 
educate. Why do you have to stick to it like a postage stamp, my man? Well, you know, this country, we love to celebrate victories. We do. We're oh. all about victories. We're all about the success story. We're all about the end game. We're all about the look what they got, look what they did. Oh, you look and, what they did. Yeah, and, and there's nobody following up on the, uh, did you know about the seven years he didn't make any money and worked, you know, in the coal mines while he was lugging hey guys, ice I'm putting up 87 a, stairs of flights? Guys, I'm putting a live camera uh, starting now on a 16-year-old who'll be dribbling the basketball. He's undersized. His name is Steph Curry. I put a live cam. We'll be watching him every day. It'll be exciting. And then hopefully in like seven years, he'll actually make it to the NBA. Let's watch together. No, people want to watch the show, the highlight. Absolutely. And so the thing about it is we always celebrate the end game and we never celebrate the work that gets there so when you talk about an overnight success it's a it, it's impossibility it's an impossibility it's kind of like a flying pig a flying pig it, and you know we're located near the flying t oh we are i don't know that they have flying pigs but they have a flying t and i would encourage you to go over there and check them out and check out oklahoma joe's the, the oklahoma joe's oh perhaps is oh, for lunch. america's so number right. one uh, oh. restaurant i'm not sure the math isn't in yet but I'm, it, I'm, overall we feel strongly about it every time you say oklahoma joe's i get hungry for those burnt oklahoma ends joe's. oklahoma and, joe's oh come on business coach and and those and those baked beans those baked beans are i mean they they're like world renowned if i wasn't a business coach i would be an oklahoma joe's um smoker of the meat I would call Joe Davidson and say, Joe, listen, do you need a professional a taste tester? He'd say, no, you know, I need a business coach. Because every time you do like a, a batch of beans or a batch of burnt ends, you probably need someone to test them to say they're good. Thumb up. Ship them. Now, we come back on the Thrive Time Business Coach Radio Show. We're going to be talking about the overnight success of Bill Gates. Oh, yeah. And the overnight success of Dan with the Mode Dry Cleaners. We know he did it in 10 minutes. It was instant success. Wow. The 67 instant steps to success. Stay tuned. The Thrive Time Show on your radio. I used to live in pants not giving Bay boy, now I'm all grown up. I used to cruise the used car lot, put chrome in the truck. Bay boy, now I'm all grown up. Yeah, we used to ball like that. Now we on the ball team, holla back. <laughs> now I got black cards. Good holla back. Oh, wow. I tell you I tell you what, Z, when you get a card that's black, we get the black card, when you get the, uh, the Amex, and they call you and say, hey, you know what? Uh, we like oh, to give you, you our uh, super card. You know what? We're going to give you our super card. One is that's a great thing, but you got to pay that back every month, bro. You got to pay that off every month. Uh, just remember, you have to pay that back every month. I'm just but saying, there's AM, just like for elephant in the room, there. we have an Amex for business. You got to pay that off every month, man. You can't. So Jay Z's hey, talking whoa, 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 about whoa, whoa, having whoa, whoa. an Amex, but you don't you, have you don't have to pay it off if you, unless you want to commit suicide. <laughs> no, you don't have to pay it off unless you don't want to have it any longer, and you know, be dragged through the legal system. Okay, but you don't have to. That's true. You you're, have choice. You are right. That Kim Jong Un cannot make us pay off the Amex expense. You can't. You can't. No, he can just fire off another missile. I mean, it's you know, he's testing. Do you feel like having dinner? Dennis Rodman, our, our number one uh, political advocate, our, our diplomat. I mean, this isn't a political show. This is not a show where we talk about politics, but I it know, is a fact I know, I know. that he's traveling over there as a free citizen, Dennis Rodman. Uh, he was not president. We, he, he lost the local elections. He didn't work his way up into the mayoral races. He's not elected, but he is our number one. I would say, what, he's our, our ambassador to North Korea? He is our default ambassador to North Korea. There's no doubt about that. And uh, so far, it's uh, apparently, I don't know that you would say it's working out, but it's... Uh, what kind of things could they be talking about i mean they're just like so uh you're a raging alcoholic dysfunctional and really not good as a in any area of your life yeah that's true so what about you well Perfect. i was raping and pillaging all night and so i just wanted to get together and talk to you about amateur basketball 
perfect. And we were, we would be besties now. They're like BFFs. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh. We're, we're talking about today about the overnight success. I'm going to tee it up here. So here we go. Bill Gates, he started his company back in 1975. Did you know that? 1975? I did not know that. Yeah. In an attempt to develop and sell basic. Okay. It's a, a, a basic interpreter designed for this computer called the Altair. 8,800, right? So after six years of working away, six, I want to repeat, six, six years, years of working away, he landed a contract with IBM. Oh, nice. Now the problem is, is that as he's growing the business, things don't turn out the way that he thinks they're going to. There's a lot of struggles. There's a lot of energy put into it. And in 1986, 11 years after he had the idea of building the software and going public, he did it. So it took him 11 years to become the overnight success. And it was an 11-year journey of going public and having the copious cash, and now he has money to invest in things. It was an 11-year journey. And Z, I don't think a lot of people realize it's at 11, 11 years. Bro, 11 years. It's funny how you say that. Now he has money to invest in things. Really, he's like one of the wealthiest men in the world. I mean, it's to a point, though, where he makes so much money off of his investments, and his, his net worth just grows as long as he doesn't die. I mean, as long he's, as he doesn't screw it up. Yeah. So now we have a guy in in, in uh, on the in the box that rocks today. Who's a guy who um, he helps Tulsa look good. So you have like a suit, you got a dress shirt, you want to have yeah. your pants pressed. Oh yeah. The mode cleaners. No, no, this doesn't pop up out of nowhere. Okay. Dan the man operates this thing. There's nine locations to serve you. And Dan, Tulsa's curious. What's your path to running La Mode? How did you do it? Well, Clay, I purchased a uh, local dry cleaners back in 1998 by the name of Park Plaza Cleaners. We were a small shop with about five, six, seven employees. I didn't know anything about the business. I came out of the uh, accounting field. You bought it? Park Plaza? I bought it. Okay. And I immediately started learning all about the business, all aspects of the business. I started firing people and learning how to work it and run it. And over time, we started to purchase other stores. And uh, in 2012, I merged my operations with uh, the guy who owned Lamode Cleaners. Lamode. 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 <laughs> we were partners for a couple of years, and I bought him out two years ago, and currently running the whole show on my own. What year did you start? And with the way you bought the Park Plaza, what year was that? I bought Park Plaza in 1998. 1998, and then what year did you take over, hostile takeover, takeover of La Mode? Uh, 2015. So 98 to 2015. Z, you're a math guy. 2015, 98. How many years was that there, Dan the Man? I mean, give or take. That'd be 17 years. So 17 years you're working. And it seems like, I mean, did you ever take like a four, four or five years off to discover your hidden path, your secret move? Did you ever freak out and go, that's it. I'm going to disappear for a year to find myself. I mean, it was 17 years. 17 years. Uh, just work, 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 work. Um, you know, when you're sitting there having dinner with the family and you get a call from somebody at one of your stores, you drop everything and away you go to away take care of go. customers. Yep. Yep. Now, you're not a name dropper, but I am. So here we go. So you're going on a vacation soon and, and a, you know, a time, place, you're going to places, and you're going to go to the left coast, okay? You're going to go to, is it San Francisco, is that right? All the way out to San Francisco. Are you going out there to get some steroids, or why are you going there? You San meet Mary Mary Bonds, or what's the deal? You know, the kids are old enough, and, uh, you know, it's time to take a big see the U.S. trip. How long? How long are you going? How long? Two weeks. Two weeks. 
And uh, when you travel, is it going to cost some money? Are you getting going free? Are you hitchhiking? I mean, what's the move? Well, you know, we got that Amex black card, so we got Ooh, to hang nice, nice wraparound time. Nice, Come nice, on. nice job. And there. then you're are you going on a Mississippi River cruise? Am I making that up, or did I hear that? I don't know what you're talking. About. Really? Are you going on some kind of river cruise at the end? Are you doing that? No. No, we're not going to be doing that. But you know, we may hit Alcatraz while we're out there. I highly it? suggest that, by the way. Where did I hear a cruise? Are you going on some kind of cruise on a, on a boat? Something on a boat? No. You know, that may be something later in the year, but not this time around. I feel like fine. I'm just making up his vacation plans. <laughs> making up stuff. But you're going. You're going for two weeks, and it costs some money. It does cost money. Okay. So Thrive Nation, if you're listening right now and you want to go on a two week trip, you're going to have to make some trade offs. Right? Some trade-offs to be able to afford to go on said trip. And so I'm going to dial it back. I'll start with Justin. And I want to go around the horn. I want to ask you guys, because you guys are doing it. What wait, is wait, it? Wait, time out, time out. Yeah. Pump, oh, pump oh, the brakes. Oh, pump oh, the brakes. Dan said something that was exceptionally awesome. Yeah, hit, hit it. And everybody out there listening going, what, 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 what did he say? He said he has an accounting background. He had saved some money. He had built up a nest egg, and he went and bought a business that he knew nothing about. I mean, can, we, nothing can, about. can we? Yeah. So he, you you worked hard, you saved money, you bought a business with an accounting background that you knew nothing, nothing about. about. Wow! It just wow. So you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to come up with some you know awesome idea of you know like I want to make an guys. App I've got this new thing. It's a new kind it's of wheel. Be, it's more oh, circular. Stop. It's yeah. more beveled. It's uh. spherical. So we, what you can say is, listen, I am going to, um, I want to own my own business. And you know what? Um, I don't have an idea, some kind of blazing thing inside me. So I'm going to go out there and find out what's for sale. Because businesses are for sale. What? You can buy businesses? I know it's crazy. This changes everything. I know it's crazy. And you can go out and buy said business. Mm. And you can do what Dan just said. I learned the business. Oh. That that right there. You guys understand that See, that is game changer. He said he learned the business. He said he learned the business. I'm gonna make an offer you can't refuse. I'm gonna What's buy this this uh, dry cleaner I know nothing about. But you know what? Why do you always have to let bite? Why now I got nine locations and I forced the guy out. I said, Hey, you, horse head in your bed. You're out of here. Did did Dan? Do you remove the stains from a bed sheet? Whether there's a horse head that's been in the bed. <laughs> you guys got to understand that because you're out there going, I, you know what? I know you guys want to help me start a business. You want me to, you know, grow a business. You want me to be successful and have financial freedom. And I want to go to San Francisco for two weeks. I want to do these fun things, but I don't know what to do. It's kind of, you know what? There's plenty of parades out there for you to get in front of. When we come back, I'm going. We're going to all talk about the worst trade-off we had to make that we're okay to talk about on the radio. The worst trade-off we ever made in business that we're okay to talk about on the Thrive Time Business Coach Radio Show because I'm a business coach and my favorite word is business coach. I want to be a billionaire so freaking bad Buy all of the things I never had I want to be on the cover of Forbes magazine Smiling next to Oprah and Oh, the queen. Oh, you know, you know, Zolhan, we've never been on the cover of Forbes, but recently uh, we've started writing for Forbes. I've started writing articles for Forbes. And so uh, today the, another article came out, five trade-offs that proactive leaders make every day. It's in Forbes. You can read it. And uh, I wrote it. See, it's amazing how a mind that's so small as mine now gets to write for Forbes. That's a neat, that's a thing. That's that's one of my that's one of my new goals. Is you and I the Thrive Time Show, 
on the cover of Forbes. That's, oh, that's a that, new, that, that is a goal. Write it down. That's a goal. Write it down. Writing it down. Write it down. Thrivers listening out there, write on the it down. the cover of Forbes magazine. Okay. I hope it's not like before I have to use like a walker, you know, to get to the set. Forbes you know, cover. Like, that's you know, a goal right there. That's a goal. We've been in Forbes. You know, Forbes has said we're one of the, oh, yeah. the best ways for entrepreneurs to learn how to start a business. Uh, we've had in numerous interviews there. We've had articles. Um, recently, we're going through the vetting process. Soon, maybe our radio show will be endorsed by Forbes. A lot of cool things. Yeah. Um, but Forbes is sort of that weird deal where there's they, they do a vetting of of vetting, I mean, of vetting. well, you just and that's in, anymore, you know, and that's what and that's what we're finding out with our like our in person workshop, Clay, is that people are getting on board, going to Thrive Time Show reviews, and they're vetting us before they come. You even said some guys actually came to Tulsa and went through some of the businesses that we currently own True. to vet us. So people are wary because there's a lot of scamockery. Yeah. A lot of scamockery out there on the internet. Just because, it, now, it used to be, I remember back in, the, I'm old enough, I remember back in the day, it's kind of like, if it was on TV, then, oh my gosh, it was on TV. It was on TV. Okay, that was one. Well, was on then TV. the second step was, oh my gosh, it's on the internet. It's that on was, the internet? Oh, oh, oh wow. my gosh, then wow. It's, oh, it's legit. And now everybody realizes, wait a second, that doesn't mean anything. So we have to vet it. So that's your vetting. As a, bad a business deal. coach, we we encourage you to vet any source of any any resource that you hire. Now we're talking about the tips to overnight success. Tip number one: it doesn't exist. Boom. We're talking today about how you can become successful over the long haul. Okay, so we're talking. To, we're gonna, we're going to go on the horn here. We're going to talk about the biggest or the worst trade offs we ever made. I'm going to start with my worst trade off ever. I got a job working construction. And for a guy named Lund Poured Walls. Now, Justin, I was dating your uh, sister at the time. Nice. And so I had that webcam. You remember that? That's how I met you guys on the webcam? Oh, yeah. And so basically it was like super slow webcam where you talk and it's like, hello, Vanessa. Uh, and then she goes, what was that? And it's just that weird. And it's just trying to communicate on the webcam was not good. But the job was I got a job working from 5 a.m. to 6 p.m. doing poured concrete. And we did poured basements. And uh, I had no discernible skills. And I showed up on the job site. That's how you did that's how he did it. And he says, here's the deal. You need to have steel toe boots, hammer, belt, this and that. And uh, we'll take it out of your first paycheck. Well, steel toe boots and the hammer and stuff is about 150 bucks in. And I'm like, that's $150. But it, it takes out your first check. And the way he did it, he said, I'll pay you guys $10 an hour. Or when we get on the job site, we're going to lower you down. It's eight feet into the ground. That's Minnesota. You're pouring basements. It's an eight-foot deep hole to picture it. And every morning, it's wet. You, mm. get, you get to the job site at six, which means you left at four. You show up at six. And the thing is, every time you guys pour a basement, bam, I pay 150 bucks. Or I pay a 10 an hour. So you guys can decide, do the math. And we're doing the math going, well, if we hustle, we could do like two a day. And we can't work 30 hours a day. Let's do that move. It's, it's hard to do 30 hours a day. So my boss, Peter Lund, it's harder, it's harder, it's harder to do it. My boss, Peter Lund, was funny, but he also was, what is that noise, Dr. Z? Mm. I don't know. What do that we... is an interesting noise. What's it? That's an interesting noise, but you know what? Forbes noise. That's it's the a... Forbes noise. Oh, it's a, oh, it's a... Well, the Forbes article they're began already talking. Us. They're, well, they're... Already, they're already vetting wow, us. Wow, it's amazing noise. Stuff. Okay, so what happens is you're working on the job site there, and uh, Peter was comical. Um, he had sort of a gallows humor. Yeah. And he would sing songs like, It's your birthday and I don't care. It's your birthday, total despair. What do you want to eat? Nobody cares. It's your birthday, birthday. I don't care. And yeah. I mean, literally, he would find you. What's your, what's your name? Oh, it's your birthday today? I don't care. And so, but it was this funny sort of culture. And then Tracy, 
He talked, he talked like this. He just said, hey, Clay, how's it going? And he's like, he looked like he's 87, but he was definitely not north of 30. Yeah. But he just had been smoking just the high sun. all the time. The sun, the beer, the ice drugs, fishing, the alcohol. Ice fishing. Just yeah. Daily. And then we had one guy who we asked him, I said, what are your kids' names? Just a kind of small talk. He doesn't know all the kids' names. He can't think of all the kids' names. He's, he's that guy. Well, I mean, it's, you know. And then we had the guy who would just drink heavily on the job. And this was our crew. And then we had a bunch of Norwegians and Hispanics. No one was speaking English. And then Ricky Dalen worked with me. And so I'm working there. And I, f- I finished working every day at 6 p.m. And when you finish working at 6 p.m., I got a job as a home health assistant at a retirement home mm. for people that can't hear. You know, it's like a retirement home. What? Like, like, you know, yeah. So this is what we do. I was like, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to play bingo tonight. And they're like, what? I can't, I can't hear a single thing you're saying. You need to speak louder. I cannot hear what you're saying. I'm like, okay, B1. I can't hear what you're saying. And I'm going, B2. And no matter what, because the guy was angry and senile, <laughs> I would make sure he won. <laughs> and then they be quiet. We're going to watch Survivor. And then while the show's on, while Survivor's on, yeah. they would argue about what was going to happen. While the show's on, this sweet lady named Marge, Marge would say, I can't understand anything that's going on if you won't shut up. And he's like, listen here. I would, it's just this argument. Oh, yeah. And oh, I would yeah. do that till midnight. It's just, one, it's just wonderful. Every night. I do this. They put them, they go to bed around 10. And then I, I'm on the clock till midnight as a CPR emergency, hoping that none of these people ever has any problems because I have, I'm just, they're, they're already scaring me when they're awake during the day. I don't want them to pass out and have to resuscitate them. And then I go to sleep, I set my alarm at three, take a shower, five hours later, I go to work. Six days a week. So I was making about 2000 a week under this cycle, but I never saw anybody except for my fiance at the time, Vanessa, who wasn't my fiance yet, but I call her on Sunday on webcam. Uh, odd hours, yeah. Webca- <laughs> the, the webcam was actually uh, weird, but the com- only computer in the house is in my bedroom. I don't know. And so the webcam's there, and I'm trying to go to sleep, and, and she's getting on. This is the only time she ever came to my room. And Orvin talked to me, but yeah. she was on the webcam with you late at night. I was like, what is this guy's schedule? What is going on? Well, now you don't understand why. Yeah, but full disclosure, Justin and Vanessa are brother and sister. Correct. Because otherwise, it could be, it, the story could go, it could go to Weirdville. <laughs> it could go to <laughs> Weirdville. Weirdville. Yeah. yeah. So I had, at the time, I don't know how many hours it was, but it's, I guess if it was like, you know, uh, 18 hours a day times six days a week. I mean, I basically had about, you know, 90 hours a week on the clock, but... I did that because I wanted to buy my DJ system. I wanted to buy my first piece of equipment. And I, oh, and I spent yeah. all of my money at one time. I bought it all from Joe Shake, the sales guy at Guitar Center. Joey Shake. Is he, did he do the shake weight? Is that his thing? He was definitely high at the time he sold me the equipment. And I bought it all from him. And he's just like, hey, man, this, this is JBL, bro. It's awesome. So he bought all the equipment. And I forgot to factor in that my wife actually has surface area, mass. So when we popped in the Mazda MP- MPV van to drive from Minnesota to Tulsa to go back to college at ORU, she could not physically fit in the car. But so I mean, had to hold the disclosure again, she doesn't have a lot of mass. No, she's very, a small, very small, man, very small surface. Small, but small so that's my area. trade-off I made. I'm so glad I made it. But when we come back, we're going to have Dan with Lamode get into, like, what is the big trade-off? I mean, did, did, Dan, did Dan go several weeks without sleep? Did, did, he, did he drink so many Red Bulls as, as part of an in-office bet gone bad? Did he work another job? How mean was that hostile takeover two years ago? Yeah. He just walked in and said, you know what? I'm, this is now mine. When, did he, I mean, did, I mean, was, I mean did, what did he have to do? How did he get the money to, to, to start the business? I mean, did he have to sell a kidney? What's it like living without any kidneys? 
How does he what? do it? I mean, and how much is a kidney worth? <laughs> These <laughs> the are questions all, we have. These are all the questions the Thrivers want to know. And who are we to withhold this information on the Thrive Time Business Coach radio show? And this just in, if you go to the Forbes website, it starts playing a video. Stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And listen, Clay, I want you to know one thing. You are probably the world's best business coach. I appreciate you business coaching me, you beautiful business coach. Here's a little story that I'd like to tell About a DJ named Clay and a doc named Zell Started way back in 2002 When Clay's life applied for a job interview They hired a fast they star Dr. Z 18 years later, Thrive 15 Radio execs called to produce this show And now 3, 2, 1, here we go and now, more from the man whose face was See, made that's for the sort radio. of negativity that people don't want. People don't want to hear the radio announcer attack attack somebody. I mean, typically you'd want to do it privately. And, you know, if you learn management, you, you'd say, you know what? I'm going to walk face, you into this closet. Yeah, you're in the closet. Your face was made for what we would call radio. Radio. It's, Let's it's get a, you off the screen. It's a, broad, it's, a, it's a broadcast over the airwaves. Oh. And uh, it's better yeah. if people just don't see your face sure. overall. I mean, yeah. you're a good guy. We, just, just stay over good here. Good core. It's a good core. Yeah, I'm sure you're a fine human. Now, Zohan, we have a guy on the show. He's got kind of a living legend because so many people are running around being very clean, very so fresh, so yeah. clean. People pressed. are looking clean, pressed. And pressed, pressed, clean, tight. No wrinkles. No wrinkles. Wrinkle free. It's because of Lamode. It's because of Lamode. <sighs> Lamode. Lamode cleaners. And, and, and the name is very sexy. But uh, the guy on the guy who's behind the brand is really uh, uh, more beautiful than you could possibly imagine on the radio. He, he's, he's a beautiful man. He's Dan the man. And, and the Thrivers have some questions. We're talking today about overnight success. And so the Thrivers have three tough questions, okay? Question number one. Why did you decide to get into the dry cleaning game and take over... Why did you build a dry dry cleaning empire? Why did you buy a dry cleaning? I mean, why why did you do that as opposed to all the other options out there? Well, Clay, uh, you know, when I got out of school, I was working in public accounting, and I really had a desire to own my own business and, uh, you know, kind of work for myself. Before purchasing a dry cleaner, I actually owned a uh, dental handpiece repair business that had a territory in central and western Oklahoma. I was on the road, driving all over the place, trying to service uh, dentists and make the repairs and take care of my customers, and it was really tough. Uh, I was not experiencing overnight success, and so I started looking for something local, looking for a business that I could afford to purchase, that I could learn, uh, that you know had the potential to increase my income, increase the value of the business, and so I started looking around. And at that time, had you been on the road so much that you actually started to use the showers at Love's? Had you ever done that where you pull over and you pay for a shower? Is that worth the kind of road trips we're talking about? Or Not that kind of a road trip, but it was head out to Woodward, Oklahoma and drive back. Woodward. And Woodward. Woodward. Oh. That's where I got the barnwood for Elf in the Room. Nice. nice. Oh. Oh, wow. So you spent a lot of time in truck stops, though, in your, in your former... Thing right, no, uh, no trucks. Okay, sure. the, the thing about it is, I think that is a great takeaway from this. It's all the thrivers listening out there because we know, according to Forbes, once again, we love our for we love we love us some Forbes. We do love some oh, Forbes. Yeah. We love us some Forbes. Business coaches love Forbes. Business coach loves Forbes. Okay, but um, 
you you know the thing about it is people out there there's 57 percent of you that are saying out there you know what i want to i want to start my own business i want to do my own thing right according to forbes you know i I mean they did the survey they know the thing google it you can see it and the thing about it, you might be saying but i have no idea what to do i've got i have no idea how to do it zero (laughs) creativity zero i wish i could kind of come up with this widget or app or something that goes viral and then i'm you know whatever shark tank you don't (laughs) you don't have to listen folks you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You do like Dan did and said, do a little research. There's businesses out do there that are for research. sale. Do a little research. Make a little research. love. Buy, Buy a business, business tonight. tonight. Hey. Buy a business tonight. We'll work on that. We'll work on that. It'll be better next time. Um, but the thing about it is you look at that and you go, oh, I can? Really? I don't, I don't have to come up with some kind of men's grooming lounge concept that nobody thought you of can, before, you know? I you don't can have to, do it uh, mm, very my, well. Uh, don't stop the uh, feeling. Give yourself <laughs> a chance. <laughs> but the thing about it is you say, that is that opens up a lot of options for me. So work hard, live below your means, save some money, get a little war chest, and then when you want to, get out there and look at the businesses for sale, find the right one for you, Purchase it, learn it, and rock on with it. Now, question number two. This is the tough one. This is the, that's coming hot. What was the biggest trade-off you had to make to buy the business? Once you knew it was the right business, what was the biggest trade-off? Biggest trade-off absolutely was the amount of time that it took to, uh, to be at the business, working the business, learning the business. Uh, it was 24-7, seven days a week. You know, In retrospect, if I had a good business coach, you know, maybe they would have advised me to uh, take a different direction, but instead... You know, this is the way that I went, and uh, I was just going to work it. Now, I will, I will tell you the, the, the value in, in, that I have found of having um, a business coach is when you have somebody in your life that can walk you through and say, here is the predictable mistake. So as an example, when I started running ads for DJ Connection on Google, I had no idea how it worked, and I paid a company that would charge me the cost of the ad times like five, and it was a long-term contract. And I made a yellow page ad that was so ineffective and so stupid that um, I don't even know why I ran it, but I signed a contract <laughs> on it. Hey, you you, you, you got to talk about the yellow page ads because it started out just like the, the name, you know, like the title. And then it, it grew and it was your passion, your goal. That matter of fact, we got some yellow pages right up here. But eventually <laughs> your whole goal as it grows bigger and bigger, it was like the whole page. Okay, I'm here's, just going to, so I like to hear that story. Okay, drivers. Well, here's story here's what happened. We had a guy in Tulsa who made a statement about my wife that was not true. At a wedding show, so he told all the he told all the wedding vendors, you know Clay's wife. Did he attacked Vanessa. He did. He was his Clay's wife works for the Tulsa World, and they fabricated the article about them. That's how they ignited their <laughs> success, you know. And so, uh, you know, and he sent out an email with the same thing. He sent out, and I call him I'm like, hey, buddy, that's not accurate. You're talking about my wife. He goes, it's just business. And I'm like, okay, here we go. So he has an ad, and the ad says we've been in business since 19, you know, 1984. So I wrote conceived in 1980. Which is when the year I was born, you know. And then he says, we have over 100,000 songs. And I put, we have over 274,000 songs. He put, we are available 9 to 5. I put, we're at 24-7 availability. You know, I just, I one-upped him on everything. On everything. I love it. And I made it. sure the ads were bigger. And I said, call and ask about our $1 price match guarantee. So you to talk to the bride, and the company's now out of business, so I can kind of talk about it more openly. But the, <laughs> the, 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 the DJs would call, the, the, the event planner would call, and say, so let's say like a guy like Dan, a big deal with Lamode or Doctor Z would call, and they already have a DJ, and they go, "We're calling to you know hear about your one dollar guarantee. What's that deal?" And I said, "Here's the deal: if you are already using a different DJ service, 
by the name of, you know, if you use that company and you're already using that company, if you switch to us, we're so confident in our experience that we'll do your party for a dollar. And they're like, Mm, mm. how do you make any money? I said, I don't. But the thing is, next year, I want to earn your business again. You know, I want to get full price. So we probably switched over, and I'm not kidding, probably um, 100 parties in one summer. Nice. Or, or one, one winter, I nice. mean, one Christmas. And the, the DJs aren't typically very good at cash flow. And so what happened is it was a cycle of suck, but every time that he would make a miscalculation, I would get more aggressive, and I would use my excess profits to take all of his business. And so in the winter, he didn't have the cash flow to get through because he didn't have any parties. It's kind of like the bear needs to eat heavily, put on a layer of fat to go through hibernation. Can I tell you how shady I got, though, how bitter I got? (laughs) Then I booked him at a party. I booked him. I hired him. Okay. And then that's when he discovered that I'm the one who booked him, and I let him know that his winter was terrible because of me. Like I actually went, he actually set up at a location, and I but went to him and said, "Hopefully this was a good party for you, because this is the only one you're getting." And it was like a big thing. I was like, "Drop the mic," because I was so because it was just like you talk about my life, you're going down. And my whole summer was this. It was the winter of bitterness. You know, like the Game of Thrones, like winter's coming. Winter. I kept is telling. Coming. I kept telling all the guys. I'm like, book them for a dollar. They're looking around like, dude, we've booked like ten parties this Saturday for ten bucks. And I'm like, yeah. oh. It's going to kill that guy. Yeah, it's going to kill <laughs> that guy. Vanessa's like, I don't know if we can make it. I'm like, we won't make it. We, we won't make it. It was I've just who's going to run fat. out of cash first. I've got plenty I'm not, of fat. I'm not kidding. That was it. the deal. And then the thing is, once he started failing, he puts his equipment. This is before Craigslist, but you put it on the classified ads in the Tulsa world. Oh, sure. And I would buy it under different names, you know. So I'd start buying his equipment, his brand new stuff. And it was a beautiful time. I, see, that was probably that was probably my favorite winter. Are you feel better about now venting that and getting that out of your system. I, I wish I was back were, in that winter because I love that nuclear winter. It was awesome. Oh, apparently it was. And you know what? The thing about <laughs> it is, is that sometimes, at, and I said this on yesterday's show. And if you've missed a show, or you missed a part of a show. You can go on thrivetimeshow.com. We put them all up there as podcasts. But I talked about failure. Failure is more more guys step up to the plate and do better with failure than success. And and I, and I know it wasn't failure, but it was an attack. It was a, especially yeah. on your wife. It was, you know, you had to circle the wagons. I mean, it was like, oh, my gosh, it's, it's on. There was a, a game I watched a few years ago where Tom Brady's in the playoffs versus the Seahawks, and he and Sherman were getting into it. And he gets into the end zone, and he finds him and just spikes the ball and starts shouting at him. Mm-hmm. And I think as an entrepreneur, you have to have sometimes – it gets competitive. It's like it's a lot more competitive than you would think it gets. When we come back, I want to hear, Z, of the biggest trade-off you made to build your overnight success and the biggest trade-off that Justin made with Elephant in the Room because there's so many trade-offs. But what is the biggest trade-off you made? Because we know that your overnight success – I mean, Z, it took you about seven years to have that overnight success. Is that right? Absolutely. You know, an overnight – Overnight success is an adenation. And when we come back, I'll tell you what that is, Clay. An adenation? An adenation. Do you know what that is? It's multiple it's syllables. Big, it's a big word. I've never heard a word. As a business coach, we typically don't get into that kind of nomenclature. We don't get into that sort of... Well, as a business coach, maybe you should. You have a very established uh, lexicon, a master of the English language that I could never possibly have. As a business coach, I just look up to your master of the English language. There, B- and, and, business coach. And why not? For radio and not TV Talking everything from clay to Z Auto auctions, banks, haircuts, and glasses If you want to sell it, we've already sold it to the masses No classes or prerequisites Just business school as raw as it gets Practical skills, no student debt Z joins clay when he's not up in a jet And now 
more from the man who loves algebra so much, he took it three times. You know, bringing up the math thing. The, bringing up the math thing. I mean, just yes, mean. yes, mean. I took algebra three times. And yes, if you're listening right now, you might have to do something three times to push through the pain needed to get the gain. You've got to push through. I don't know what it is. There's a wall. I, I just, I sense there's somebody listening right now um, who you have a wall. There's something that you're just pushing through. And it's sort of that you feel like, no, we don't get you. You feel like no one gets you. You, you don't understand. I, I, I'm trying to push through this family issue and I can't have success until that. You're saying, I'm trying to push through this business problem and I can't have success until that. I'm finally having business success, but I can't have success at home until my family all agrees with me. You're, you're, and the key to having an F6 life is to understand you want to do your best and forget, your re- and forget the rest. Do your best and forget the rest in the following six areas. Faith, family, finances, fitness, right? Friendships and fun. And if you do your best between you and God, that's it. But you got to design the life you want because you can't control about 90, you can't control about 90% of what happens to you, but you can control how you react to it, how you respond to it. You can respond to, you, you, you can't control a lot of things. You can control what time you wake up, you know, what you do. You can't control the economy. You can't control the weather, but you can't control a lot of things. But I would just tell you, if you think about your day, you can't control the economy. You can't control the weather. You can't control the family you were born in. You can't control your IQ. You can control your EQ, by the way, your emotional intelligence. But you, you, there's things you can't control. But so many times we focus on the things we can't control. And today's show is all about living that F6 life by design and achieving that overnight success. And in between the break here, Justin, the founder of the Elephant in the Room Men's Grooming Lounge, he says, I've got a hot question, a hot take for Dr. Z. And who are Ooh, we to deprive hot of Justin of a hot take? Hot sauce. So I like to throw these questions to Dr. Z and, uh, you know, because there, there's a lot of listeners out there that, that have questions and, and I won't take advantage of this time. So, Dr. Z, this is the question. All right, um, bring it on. And, and this is for me and for the people as well. So so say you're, you're rocking your business now. And, rocking uh, my business, happened, right? Rocking my business. Right, you've been in business for a couple years now. Now, you know, people come, they go by either your choice or they're going to go and see what's uh, uh, grass is green on the other side type thing. So... What if you get an employee that wants to come back? Now, there's maybe some different circumstances, like they left on good terms, this and that. But, um, you know, for coming whatever reason, back, right? Coming back. They call you, hey, I, uh, you know, want to come. Is my position still open, Dr. Z? Is, you know, what do you say to them? What dictates if you do take them back that? Because ideally, other people are watching, their employees, you know, and stuff like that. So, what do you do? How do you handle that? Situation. Ooh, ooh, hot. I, I, I handle. I actually even pre-actively handle that. Mm, that's a great question, by the way, Justin. You pre-actively? I pre. Pre-active. I pre. I game wow. for that. <laughs> wow. I pre game for that. And what I do is this: when I have a good employee, say, listen, I've got an opportunity where I don't have to work weekends. I've got an opportunity where I can go da 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 da. da. I say, you know what? And I, I announced it. Everybody I said, listen. Uh, Gary here, Gary Billy, here. Billy, or Susan, or Typically whatever. Typically, it's a Susan. It, usually, it's Gary's a Susan. very rarely it be, to succeed. Yeah, it's, it's a Gary naming stick thing. It's a naming thing. Statistically, it's not possible. They stick to it. Gary's don't often leave. It's kind of drifters by yeah. naming. It's, it's, you, you can't, if you're Gary, just give up. A guy named Gary. I would highly recommend it. What I do is this, and I've had many, many of my key employees now that took what I call, um, they didn't, they're not leaving they're not leaving. They're not leaving. They're not they're, leaving. They're not leaving. They are taking a little time out. Ooh. 
Sabbatical. Yeah, a sabbatical. Well done, Dan. They're taking a sabbatical. They are, um, they're just taking some time off. They're taking some time off. In fact, I had a young man that went to um, work for me. He was a great guy. His name's Aaron. Hi, Aaron, if you're listening. We, great, he returned as an old man. Great. <laughs> no. <laughs> and he went and became a sales rep for Oakley, you know, the, the frame company. Mm-hmm. I blessed it. I said, you bet. You go. Make your life. Oh, yeah. And so he loved it, but he was on the road so much. He had two young children. His wife was like, you're on the road too much. And I mean, it was like, a, but he enjoyed it. But it was kind of like... I'm traveling too much. I've got a young family. I need to be home. Can I come back? I go, listen, you you did not burn a bridge. And welcome, welcome back. And so I have a very high percentage of my patients. Under I, I mean, what pa- circumstance clients, do I mean, they under, under what circumstance do they leave where it's not good terms? I mean, what are your what are your rules where you go, nope, nope, nope? Because you're this is when I fire them. You're talking about a very good guy here. A when very good guy. When they quit, typically when someone quits, I'm not firing them. And usually when they quit, they are a keeper and not because if they're a loser, I've gotten rid of them. I mean, that's that's about it. If you have someone that's quitting, you're going, oh, thank God they're gone. The plot thickens. Just so, so, more so questions. Here, here you go. So, Dr. Azzer, I work for you, right? Okay, and, uh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah, you like me. You're working yeah. hard Great stuff. beard, by the way, you know, Justin. Oh, yeah. Wow, nice and beard. I'm just like glasses. I'm up with upsells and write that. And all of a sudden I go, oh, Mr. Clark over here. I noticed he opened up his... Mm. Uh, Oh, and, and why? You can pay me a dollar more per hour? Okay. A dollar more I go per over, hour. I go over here, work for Mr. Clark, and this is not what I seem and thought I was going to yep, be this. Yep, yep. And there so, is. Hey, uh, Dr. Z, uh, uh, you know, I know we left on really good terms, and you know, I made all that money, and, and so uh, is my position still available? Welcome back. <laughs> it's like, Welcome it's like, the, back. like the Cotter Show. And <laughs> the thing about it is, folks out there, don't burn the bridge. Don't be mean. Kind of like Cleveland did with LeBron. They were kind of mean, but he came back anyway, and he won the championship. <laughs> You're welcome, Cleveland. Ohio. Um, the thing about it is this is that it, it, it's the beautiful thing because they're already trained. They already know the stuff. I mean, the, the entry cost to getting them back in that spot is is less money. I mean, don't don't cut off your nose to spite your face. No, you left me to go be with Clay, Justin, so I'm just going to be... No, you know what? You hurt my feelings and we're not going to let you come back because you just you were mean. No, you don't do that. What's Here's the deal. Here's the filter you use. Here's the filter. What's best for the business? <laughs> What's best for the business? And if what's best for the business is having you come back, which 99 out of 100, if they just left me and I didn't fire them, I bring them back. And a lot of my really key employees left, figured out the grass wasn't greener, came back. It really makes them a stronger, better employee, folks. If you're listening out there, it makes them a stronger, better employee because they've had that feel. They know that. And now they're back and it's just, it's comfortable. It's good. It's like putting on an old pair of jeans. Zohan, Zohan, Zohan I, I, this is, this is, I have a hot, hot question for Dan. I'm going to tee it up here with a fun factoid. Google started their business in 1996. Okay, it's Larry and Sergey. What did they call it when they first started? Back rub. Oh, kind of weird. Yeah. So they started, started as, as it was back rub. And they put all their time and their money into it, into what is now known as Google. Originally, the project started as back rub, which stated the goal, their stated goal was attempting to index and download the entire internet based on which sites are the most relevant. In 1999, uh, download the whole internet, by the way. Imagine what it would be like, your roommate with the guy. Hey, what are you doing this weekend? Downloading the entire entire internet. internet. Then, in 1999, most humans had still never heard of the business. So this is three full years later. They hadn't made any money yet. Uh Uh-oh. Three years. Now they Uh keep going and going and going. And Dan, I I just want to, when we come back from the break, I want to have you educate us maybe about a time in your life where you were working at a job, you know, before you bought Lamode, where you thought, man, 
this is maybe not going so well. Or maybe, you know, you had that thought of giving up. Maybe it was a tough class to pass. Maybe it was a, it was a rash that just wouldn't go away. So you couldn't get the rash. Well, I want to I hear that because the, the, all of us are fighting through some kind of adversity. I know there's somebody out there listening today who wants to get where you are, and they feel like their current uh, situation, is, is their current trial is too much. And I want to hear how you've been able to fight through it. Stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Business Coach Radio Show. Baby, baby. You were teaching us a word a couple segments back. You were teaching us a word. You're teaching Tulsa a word. You're giving us a new phrase, something we can write down, something we can marinate on. What was the, what was the word? You were- adonation. And I think an adonation might be setting fire to the rain. Yes, it would be. Yes. That's Adele yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. setting fire to the rain. I think a lot of people are going, you know, trying to start a successful business is kind of like, you know, setting fire to the rain. You know what I mean? Well, they've seen so many people fail. I mean, Forbes, you know, you can Google this right now. They say 80% of all businesses fail. So we all have seen people that have failed in businesses to the point where, like, you know, I don't think I can try that. I don't think I want to do that. I don't want to fail. I don't want to right. fail. I don't want to, I don't want to waste my nest egg. I don't want to waste my family. I don't want to waste all the energy, the, 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 uh, I can't do it. I'll just keep my grind. I'll keep my day to day. I keep my nine to working nine to five. What way to make a living? Now, Z. So we have Dan on the on, inside the box that rocks. He's the guy. He's the, he's a dude behind the mode dry cleaners. And he, he he what he does is he he has a nine established dry cleaners where they will clean your clothes. They will press the pants. So they will eat. A, they will serve the croissants. Uh, Every time I hear the word La Mode, it just makes me think of music. I'm just thinking of dancing the streets of Paris. Wee oui, wee. Oui. I've got an espresso in one hand and a glass of wine in the other. And, and a, I'm just, I'm dancing. And kind of a yapping dog. In the streets. And a, well, maybe a little lap. Yeah. I mean, well. Why do I always want to go back to Italian right now? I, I, you know, because it's your go-to move. <laughs> it's, it's a move. Go, it's your go-to. This is why the French can't put up with Americans. They're just like, listen, would you yeah, at we least don't even, imitate we us properly? Yeah, yeah. Question. Big thought, and I'll get to Dan's. I want, I want to ask Dan this, but this is, a bigger, this is a bigger question for you, Z. Big question. Why can everybody in the world at least do a Plan B version of Arnold Schwarzenegger? Everyone can at least do an, a Plan B imitation of him, but he cannot imitate the American standard English. <laughs> At all, that, that, that California. California. I am the, the, gov- I am the governor. California. I will pump you up. <laughs> he just couldn't even get close. I came to this country poor. Now I own it. It's unbelievable. Okay, so yeah. Dan, the man. We were talking before the break. We're talking today about overnight success and pushing through adversity. What's something in your career? You know, whether before you own the business or now that you own the business, where you were just like, man, when's the when's it gonna stop? When you're going through just the crucible of just oh, what is something you push through? You know, I don't have a specific time that something like that has happened because that kind of thing happens on a weekly basis, you know, <laughs> monthly, every other month. It is very, very regular. Um, I'm the type of person that, you know, I take a look at it, I step back, mm-hmm. and then I figure out a, a plan of action, and I just kind of put my head down, and I, I grind, and I work on it. Um, I'm sure, you know, a good business coach would probably advise you to uh, you know, rely on the people that you have in your business to uh, help you get through whatever that adversity is. I am going to lose my mind for a second, and uh, Z, you can help me kind of bring it back into center because I'm very passionate about this issue. Okay. 
and it starts with the radio show. All right. We do the show, and when uh. we do the show, we've clearly, you and I have discussed this, but never on the air, but this is a good discussion for the people to know. Well, okay, let's give them a little inside information. You're busy. Yes. I'm busy. Yes. We've committed to doing the show. Yes. So what we do is the understanding is that I am like, uh, we'll go with like, I am like here in the box, and if I'm not in the box, and I wasn't for like a week, I was out of town. We, I communicated to you. I said, I'm not going to be in the box, the Bronx. Correct. Could you, could you push on? Could you push? Could you possibly could you push through? fill these shoes? And you said, I could not fill these shoes, but I'll try. You know, something like that. But I mean, yeah. and then you text me sometimes. And you say, hey, I'm going to be out of town. Could you fill my shoes? And I said, I, I, it's not possible. And we go back and forth attempting we'll to be humble. But the point is we try. We try. But the thing is, is that you always are here when you say you're going to be here, and I am here when I say I'm going to be here. And what happens is that you start to, like a good stool, you start to trust it. You go, if I sit down on this stool, wait a minute, I sit down, I got a stool here. And if I sit down, it doesn't collapse. But then there's other people who they say, let's have a meeting. We'll meet, you know, I'll meet like Angus. Let's meet Mm. at eight. Yeah. And then consistently, they're not consistent. Oh, you meant AM, I meant PM. (laughs) And despite their talent and skills, everyone around them begins to do this thing called analyze and determine a reputation. So you put the number on the person. You put it, you say, you know what? Here's how it's going to go down. If this person says they're going to be on the show, they probably won't be. And you start to say, you know what? I'm I'm going to cancel them out for opportunities. So if I need a key man to do something, despite their talent and skill, I can't count on them. So here's an example. We've got different people that start in our company, and Marshall is like a rock. So Marshall's a rock. If you give Marshall something to do, you can count on the rock. But there's other people that you just go, "Eh, if I'm looking for a talent show, I maybe call you, but I need to have a backup. Right. And I think that is a huge, as we're talking about overnight success, building the uh, integrity the wholeness of being committed to daily diligence, just doing the thing every day, like Dan mentioned, the daily grind. I think that is something I would like to hear your, your thoughts on. Just if you could give an education or an encouragement for somebody out there who's maybe a former employee or a current employee of yours who just can't figure out how to be on time consistently, what would you say? Well, I tell you, you measure a person by, by what they do and not by what they say. And by what you do is by what you do. And it's a measure of everything that you do during the day. It's a measure of, I mean, it's as simple as when you show up on time, when you show up. It's a measure of what you do when you show up. It's a measure of your character while you're there. It's a measure of, are you doing the things that uh, we've taught a great employee to do? Are you doing the things that make us put you on the A list of employees and not the B or C or D or F, you know, list of yeah. employees? Yeah. And so people get so offended when they get put on the F list, but they don't, they, 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 they deny the actions they did to get on the list. I remember back in high school, I had a buddy of mine that, that got an F in a class. Ah, got an F. F. And he was so mad at the teacher. He said, she failed me. Unbelievable. I mean, how did she have the, the audacity? What is she thinking? Oh, let's go what Facebook was she doing? Let's rate our professor. Is she even let's... really a certified teacher? I don't, even, I don't even know her education background. Oh. I want to see your certificate. I want to see the, the training you had. This is, this is bogus. Quick Tulsa interruption. This is what Tulsa would say. I thought they were a Christian. 
<laughs> now, if you're in, if you're in New York, if you're in New York, in New York, you do the deal like, I swear, I know a guy. You want me to take him out? I, I'll, I will take this person out. I'll take this teacher out. But there's it's always like an attack on the person said, who gave you the F. Said, oh. te- said teacher. Oh, the lack of F. And I remember the teacher saying, Billy, I didn't give you that. You earned that. That's the stinger. That's the stinger. It stings. It stings. It's oh, what did Billy hot. say then? What, what's your retort then? Uh, uh, I, don't, so I don't know. I just, I'm here to pump it up. I don't know. I just pump it up. I just do. I mean, the thing about it is kind of like. Oh. Oh. But this I see. I see this all the time. Here's an example. I gave a project to somebody about a year and a half ago. They said, I want to move up in the company. I said, here's I what I want. I'm going to move up. So here's what I want you to do. Because to get to the top of Google Z, it has to do with whoever makes the most content that that's, is relevant. That's, that's one of them. It's There's not four all variables. Them, There's know, four main variables. And one of them is the most content. And I said, here's what you can do. I would like for you to commit to a regimen of doing X, Y, Z every day and never stop ever. Don't stop. Five days a ever. week. Ever. And I will come to you. And if you've stopped, then you lose. And if, I, if you haven't stopped, you win. It was probably two and a half months of me not following up. And they go, well, I stopped because you didn't follow up. Well, Justin Uh, and I are partners. I do search engine optimization every day, every day for Elephant in the Room. That's how we're topping Google. Those ladies the other day were doing nonstop SEO for Elephant in the Room for like three days in a row. Love it. That's how it works. When we come back, we're going to talk about consistency, diligence, and all that fun stuff needed to create your overnight success on the Thrive Time Business Coach Radio Show. And now, ladies and gentlemen, starting on the left side of the microphone, a beautiful man who always has a tan, a man who's been turning Tulsa into a big Z sign, a man a man whose career is not on the decline, a man whose mind is just so impressive that sometimes he takes a picture of it and puts it up on Facebook. Ladies and gentlemen, is a man, he's a tycoon of entrepreneurship, turned the Daniel Boone, never ending is, is his vast exploration of the Tulsa <laughs> entrepreneur endeavors. He's the guy who's helping Tulsa see 2020. He's a beautiful man, and all three of his kids are not in jail. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Dr. Robert Zellner. Sir, how are you? I'm going to call G.T. Bynum, our mayor, a wonderful guy, wonderful young man. I'm going to call him tomorrow. I'm going to petition him. I think we should change the name from Tulsa. To, I've got two options. Tulsa mm. or Zolsa. 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 Kind of a, Which kind is of a, kind of a... Kind of feels like know, it's... I mean, a, um, like you want to do some... Uh, you well, know. What it does is it fits the political climate. It's kind of like the Latino culture meeting the 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 kind of the Norwegian, Norwegian community. It's, it's sort of it's, this whole... It's, yeah, it's an like integration. you took that letter Z and you poured salsa all over it. Zolsa. 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 You know, it's like you're doing a salsa dance. I love and it. You're bum, bum, ba, da, in front of one of my buildings, you know. This is nice. Now, let me ask you this, and I'm being serious. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Hypothetically, should you buy another large business? Are you definitely going to put a Z on it? Is that a rule? Is yes. that a rule now? Yes, that 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 is that is the move. I don't have a lot of creativity, so when I buy a building, I change it from like the Harvard Center to the Zellner Center because oh, that's nice. kind of yeah. my move. You know, how, how, long, move. how long did you have a meeting about that? Was it like, hey, well, gosh, I think I have a new idea. Twenty-seven seconds. Okay, nice. Okay, now Thrive Nation, we're talking about the keys to overnight success, and the keys to overnight success are one: commit to a process, commit to a. A, a, a idea, commit to the vision. So I'm going to give you an example, and we're going to go around the horn, and we're going to give you one little final tip, one little bonus tip. So this is Amazon.com. 
Jeff Bezos, who now apparently owns the planet Earth, uh, he and uh, Putin. But he says, like most entrepreneurs, when Jeff Bezos got the idea to start Amazon, he did not simultaneously find a way to turn his dream into reality. Thus, he asked his mom and his dad and many outside investors to believe in him and his vision. His parents, Mike and Jackie, invested nearly all of their savings, $300,000, into his business to make it happen. According to Bezos, he gave great deals to the first 20 outside investors who put in an average of 50000 oh, for just was, 1% of the business. I wish I was one of those. If oh. those early investors today would have chosen to hold on to their stakes, and almost none of them did, they would have been worth $3.5 billion today, oh. which would have been a return of 70,000 times. Mm. Three years later, Jeff took his company public, and he became an overnight billionaire. Three years, though, working in the garage, mm. and he ran out of money, and he goes to mom and dad, and his dad tells the story pretty well, but he says, I knew, I saw the look in his eyes, he wasn't going to quit, so we're in. I mean, we believed in Jeff, but we, we knew he was all in, like he, he was in. And there's a certain level of commitment when you know that you're in. When, you, when, when someone knows you're in, when you've burned the boats, and there's, there's so many great stories, but Napoleon Hill writes about it in Think and Grow Rich. He says the key to winning a military invasion, if you're going to have your guy, and there's actually all sorts of uh, examples throughout, of, of this throughout history, but there's a story in the book where he tells about how there is a, uh, there's the time of Greece and the Romans and the, Ath the Athenians and these battles. This guy sends his boats he attacks the enemy, you know? And yeah. so the guys are like, okay, so you've attacked, we're, we're here on the enemy's shores, the enemy's coming, we can see them coming over the hillside, what are we gonna do? And he goes, well, we're gonna get the flaming arrows out. They go, get the flaming arrows, okay, that's a great idea. Well, so what do we do now? Well, we're gonna set our boats on fire. On fire. And they go, set them on fire. He's like, yeah. Like, oh, and they, the guy's thinking, that's probably a great idea. He's probably, smoke screen, he probably knows something I don't know. Yeah. This is probably, a, oh, this is, this great is, idea. I don't even understand this idea. So he turns to the general, to the boss. He says, oh, the boats are on fire. We're burning the boats. You know, we all got all of our equipment out of it, all the tools, all the weapons. And he says, okay, well, good, because we don't have a way home. We got to win. We got to win. We have no and, choice. And that's sort of the idea. You know, you could Google this, but if you have a plan B, you're more than likely not to do your plan A. So oh, don't come have a plan on. B. Burn those boats. Burn those boats. So here we know, go. Whatever it takes. Here's, here's the thing about it is, is I always, there's a, there's a special place I love to go. You know where that is? Uh, would it be a quick trip? The mode cleaners. Oh, it's down at the farm. Oh, uh, farm logic is the best logic. You know, aggregarian, you know, I never stories. use that word either, man. <laughs> aggregarian stories are the best because you can take them and apply them to whatever you're doing. You, you can put a perm on a frog is what I always say. And my number two rule in business. What's that? Is be the pig at breakfast and not the chicken. You want to be the pig? Not the chicken. Not the chicken. Okay, I'm what? writing that down. Give me a second. Using an answer sketch here. And what does that mean? I don't. I don't know what that means. And I took it a long time well, to write my answer sketch. So just let, educate me. <laughs> let me explain what that means. It means that when you start a business, when you have a concept and you turn it into a business and it's your baby, you have to be the pig at breakfast. Now, what is the difference between the pig and the chicken? The pig what? gave his life. He was fully committed. In other words, I eat bacon. We all like uh, bacon, don't we? Which reminds or, me of or bacon. Ham. I gotta have some bacon tonight. Or ham. Oh, or reminds ham? me of ham. That reminds me of ham. I mean, who doesn't like a little ham? You know, I mean, and bacon. I mean, those if you can't afford it. We growing up, we did spam. But I mean, no, you're, you're, your bacon or ham is what is the move, right? Yeah, spam. Don't talk. So about the pig it. gave his life. In other words, he he was totally dedicated, totally in. The chicken laid an egg. He was kind of like, well, I'm a little, you know, I'm, yeah, you know, if this works out, we'll see. I mean, maybe if the if this idea gains traction, I'm I'm committed. 
I'm I hate tri- that crap. It I'm makes me crazy. I'm gonna try for 30, 60, maybe 90 days. I hate people that. say that all the time. They always say that. They always say, I want to invest in. So we've had probably 50 people that I know who've wanted to invest in Elephant in the Room, and I've, yeah. nope, 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 no, nope, nope, nope. And then this is this is the new move recently. Hey, I would like to be one of the first franchisees, and then I'll just see if it works out. I'm like, no, no, you don't I understand, see, yeah. bro. You if you buy that thing, like that's you. That's your lease. Oh, yeah. That's what well, that means. And if you're if you're uh, you know listening to the show right now and you're hiring some employees. If you ask them, I'll see how it works out, or I'll see what happens of it. Do not move forward. Do not move forward to that person. I don't care what they look like on paper. Don't, because ultimately they will create their own destiny. You know, if you want to work out, you're right either way. You've heard that, right? Um, so just when when building that team of successful people, find the one that at all costs. I want to ask. I want to go around the horn here. So here we go. One tip. We're starting with you, Justin. You can think about it. You can think about it, Dan. You can think about it. So you can think about it. What is the one tip that you would give the entrepreneur? out there when, as it relates to diligence. And I will start with myself so I can throw myself under the bus of being the first to go because everyone else will be sound much more intelligent. This is mine. Work your hardest on the days you don't feel good. So for me, I was sick what? this week. And I always tell myself, work the hardest on the days you don't feel good. I always tell people you don't have a good a- attitude if you only have a good attitude when things are going well. So I work my hardest on the days I don't feel good, and I stole that idea from Michael Jordan, who said he always played his best games when sick because he felt like that he had to focus on pushing to, to be the best because he always wanted to have that reputation. He didn't want to be known as having an off game when he was sick. You know. So Justin, what would be your tip? Your, your kind of your, your tip for Tulsa out there? Yeah. So and this is what I tell. This is my definition of success, and this is you know you can you can e- email Clay and complain to him all you want. If oh you wow! Don't play, here we but, go. Um, Ultimately, um, will you do what's required of you to get the result you want? Now, that applies to a bunch of areas. Will you work when you're sick and don't feel like it? Will you work on the holiday when everyone's at the beach? Fourth of July is coming up, guys. And, and those are the days, because uh, to be honest, guys, I, I, I didn't graduate from college. What? Well, I didn't graduate, guys. But, but um, you know what? Um, my, my bank account and success doesn't know that they really don't care. So what I do is I just know the success, the, the recipe for that. So... I may not be any smarter, but but um, and that's one reason I, I teamed up with my business business coach over here, Clay Clark, is because his work ethic. And so ultimately, you know, those those all night grinding, the the you know work on Sundays, work on Saturdays, you know. So actually, um, I just pulled the all nighter this past weekend. We were so busy, I had an add another shampoo chair to one of my shops. Well, guess what? We're out of room. And you did knock it on down the weekend. A, knock down a wall, push it back, boom, it's up. Now, here we go. Rapid fire for sake of time here. Super rapid super fire. Dan, what's your tip for Tulsa? It's rapid fire. My tip for Tulsa is have your goal, have it out, uh, you know, know exactly where you're going and know that it is going to require everything that you've got and give it everything you got and uh, push forward towards it. Boom. boom. Zohan, Zohan, what's your tip for Tulsa? My tip for Tulsa is going to be what Eric Schmidt, the former CEO of Google. Wait, mm. no. He's yeah, former, he's former, CEO, CEO, yeah. former CEO of Google said, and that is everybody out there that has a business right now, you need a business coach. Um, Bill Gates, yep. Eric Schmidt, very smart, wealthy, intelligent, highly successful guys say that if you're going to start a business, 
get a business coach. You know, and if you're listening right now and you're saying, well, who is your coach? Well, I had, you know, I've had guys like Carlton Pearson speak into my life, guys where, you know, you, you need to get to be become a better speaker. And you got to sometimes pay thousands and thousands of dollars. But what Z and I have done is we found a way to make business coaching affordable now for everybody. So go to thrivetimeshow.com to learn about it, about that one-on-one business coaching. Two, go to thrivetimeshow.com and sign up for the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. You never want to miss a broadcast. And maybe you miss part of one. You can never miss one again. Just go to Thrive Time Show, sign up for the podcast. Move number three, sign up for Thrive15.com, the world's most effective and affordable business school. It's a dollar for the first month. And move number four, move number four, book your tickets for the next in-person Thrive Time Workshop. Baby, baby, we're already sold out. We're already sold out. Don't be scared. Book your tickets. We have a money-back guarantee. And this is this just in. This just in. We will give you a massive fist pump and a copy of my book, Massive. Thrive. It's going to happen. As always, we like to end this thing with a bang on the Thrive Time Business Coach Radio Show. And here we go. Three, two, one. Boom! Hello, Thrive Nation, and welcome back into the conversation. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former US SBA Entrepreneur of the Year, sent here on a diplomatic mission to get you in a new financial position. If you're struggling to move beyond surviving, then you have found your show because it's all about thriving. And Dr. Z, we typically do not get to have two different entrepreneurs join us on the same show. Typically, it's like you get one other entrepreneur, maybe an entrepreneur and their sidekick, but to have two bona fide, certified, profitable business owners on the show, it's sort of a mind bender. It's like my mind is in a blender. I can't, I can't, I can't, have, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And here at the Thrive Nation, we are, you know, we're applying to be your business coach. We are. And we really, really like to celebrate victories. We do. When people have a victorious business, when people have a successful business and they're local, we love to have them on the show. We love to. So if you know somebody out there in the Tulsa region or someone wants to travel to Tulsa with a successful business show, I mean, a, a successful big business, business. Oh, yeah. on the show, we would love to have them on here because we're all about celebrating the victories because it's so Difficult, you know. Forbes, Forbes, um, eight out of ten, it, eight out of ten, eighty percent of businesses fail. If you Google Inc. magazine, some of the studies show ninety percent, eighty-five percent. It's not it's not a good crazy. statistic. But you know, a guy who's doing well, he's doing well. We're talking about the uh, the, the keys to overnight success, and and honestly, we're talking about the the struggles, the sacrifices. But one guy who who's doing well is Dan with Lamode. With Lamode, and Z, we, we you and I have worked. Probably seven or eight minutes to come up with this little little thing, but we welcome onto the show today. We got the dad with the Merci beaucoup, l'amour. Would you like a croissant? Would you like a croissant? Would you like some jam on your croissant? Look at Dan, he's such a beautiful man. Espresso. Espresso. I got a mix of the Italian with the. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know. But the thing before the break, though, I talked about. Oh no, no, we, 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 we. I talked about before the break that overnight successes was an adenation. Adonation. Adonation. Adonation is a term that replies to, you know, people say something like, you know, pigs can fly, which is an, an, an impossibility. It's a hyperbolic term that you're just kind of going, it, it, it can never happen. It doesn't happen. Like the it statement, a millennial will stay with you for his entire career. <laughs> is that an example of an adonation? I mean, well, is that yeah. a... Well, I, but perhaps, or, even, or, even, perhaps, or even like, perhaps. or even two years. Perhaps. Perhaps. Yes, yeah, perhaps, perhaps that perhaps. could be. Okay, add an Just, just in. Just, just, just practicing. Just in. So the point is, is that everybody's like, you know, everybody wants to get rich quick scheme. 
some people are drawn to that. Some aren't. Some are, some are like, oh, oh, that sounds like shamakery. And if you read Proverbs, by the way, I know some people are offended by this, this wonderful book, but Proverbs talks about wealth gained through folly quickly diminishes because it's not a thing. You have to learn the foundational principles. You did. And I saw a thing the other day on TV about people that win the lottery. It was crazy. It was like 50%, half of them. I mean, this is life-changing, like... You got to be stupid not to still be rich, money, and half of them. It's like in your a dad year, from Lamode. In in a year, a year afterwards, twelve months, twelve months, they're absolutely broke or worse off than before they won the lottery. Is you know that crazy? You know why that is? It's because the cost of croissants is through the roof. I mean, they, you get a croissant, you, you oh, can't, you can't, you can't keep up with Dan with Lamode. I'm on the I'm on the famous river. The, the, the river. What is that? What is that river? French river. The French. That French river. Yeah. yeah. In well, a little cafe. Have you been to France? Yes, I've been to Paris, yeah. Would you say that nice French people is an added nation? Uh, yes, I would. Is it, are they pretty difficult over there? Are they working yeah, through they, some things? They have a certain <laughs> sense of attitude. I look at you is, and I, I disrespect your general over, overview. And you think, just, no, there's no way. Then you go over there and you're like, uh, yeah, it's a way. It's a, <laughs> it's a thing. It's, but that's okay. It's still with American. It's our journey. It's our life. I mean, it can, you know, it's cool. They, you know, be, yeah. Hey, what's, hey the, tomorrow's show... It's going to be a really short show, but we're going to make a list of all the things that the French have invented recently, such as... French fries. Oh, and... Democracy. Oh, and these guys... I mean, recently, though, they're kind of having oh, a struggle. Recently. You oh, know, the whole, oh, recently. The whole socialism thing kind of throws it off. Okay, so Justin, we're talking today. We're talking about... Some people believe that it's an adonation you can have a successful business. Some people, it's not, it's not, some, some people think it's not possible to have a successful business, but you've been able to do it. I mean, you've been able to do something that a lot of people don't think. Some people, some, some people say, if you have a business... It won't be successful because of all, it's hard to find good people, the economy, you know, how difficult it is with the labor laws. So, Justin, what's the biggest trade-off that you've had to make to build Elephant in the Room into the men's grooming powerhouse? Yeah, so um, it's been five years. There's a lot of trade-offs during those five years. Uh, I mean, like everyone else, you're going to say your time, your energy, your focus, all that stuff. But um, I want to go to something before Elephant started. Um, because I, I believe that um, you know it, it is a journey, and you gotta lay that foundation. And uh, Clay's kind of like your story, but ultimately, uh, this is a question for all of you guys here on on, on the um, on the show today, and even you guys listening, is what's your current worth ethic? Who you're surrounding yourself with? Because ultimately, when that that you know uh, time you decide to launch your business or purchase a business, you, you can't just change overnight. So, you know? what is your current work? Ethic. What is what is the ethic with which you work? What is yeah. what is that work ethic? So you, you first have to start under someone else, right? A mentor or someone else's business. And so um, one thing that my dad did teach me, you know, there's there's, there's a lot I pull from my business coaches and my, my mentors, you know. But one thing my did my dad did teach me is wherever you're working throughout your life, you're gonna have probably a lot of jobs through college and high school. But pay attention because there's something in this position that you have to learn and apply to something else down the road. So you better pay attention to everything. So I found myself um, born and raised in San Diego, California, Ooh. and then moved to Louisville, Kentucky, mm. two different extremes, and my whole desire was to get back to uh, sunny San Diego. And so I, um, I just finished college and um, broke, <laughs> like both people. So my goal is to get back there. So I actually worked at a place that is just launched. It's called Cafe Press. Now, Google it. Cafe it's, Press. It's huge now. Cafe Press, right? You may even got some supplies from them or something like that. And so they had a factory in Louisville. Now, now, business was so big for them. They had a factory in the middle of the roughest part of town in, Tol or in Louisville. And 
you, I hired, they hired me as a temp worker. And you made t-shirts? 12-hour shifts, making t-shirts. That's hot, dude. Making t- it was hot, yeah. Literally, Literally hot, literally sweatshop hot. hot. But we had to go through like metal detectors. These are all temp workers. This is like third shift. This guy like lost his finger on the job. I mean, there was like, it was like rough stuff. You <laughs> know? Tape People it up, like, Barry, tape they're, it they're up. fighting during the breaks. That, and, and so you, you, you get like a 15-minute break, you know, I think twice in a 30-minute lunch over the 12-hour period. But it was like as many hours as you want overtime. So I was like, cool, work in the nights, go back in the day, you know, um, black drapes on the, she- on the windows to, to try to sleep during the day and just rocked that for like six or eight months, saved enough cash and made it out to California. But what I'm saying is, you know, that work ethic had to start before I decided to la- launch Elephant in the Room. So where you at right now, if you can't work under someone else and give them your all, it's not going to change. You're not going to be able to give your business, your company, uh, it's, it's all when it's time to, to do that. So that was, that was my... My story, and because ultimately, you know, the same thing happened when I opened up in the room is that that work ethic. You know, uh, Andrew Carnegie, who was uh, the world's wealthiest man, and then Rockefeller beat him during his lifetime. But uh, Andrew Carnegie, he has a, the equation for for success. I love these three; it's pretty awesome. He says, "If you take your practical education, so that's your your skill, plus your reputation, that will always equal your compensation." Wow! Say that again. Clay. He says, that's "You take your deep. practical." Okay. Education. Okay. Plus your reputation. Okay. And that will equal the level of compensation that you have. Because you have to do things right for a long way. And that's what a work ethic is. You know, so we're talking about overnight success. You think about Steve Jobs. Some people say, oh, Steve Jobs, he was he's wealthy as a young guy. I mean, that guy, young guy, so wealthy. Wow, unbelievable. Well, here's the deal. It took him nearly two decades to become the overnight billionaire. He founded the company, his parents' garage in California in 1976, which, by the way, is not legal. If you're listening right now and you're starting a, par- a business in your parents' garage, don't stress out. You've got to start somewhere. I mean, there's somebody. Hewlett Packard started in a garage, Henry Ford in a garage. Funny story about Henry Ford. Some of his prototypes he built, he didn't do the measurements right, and he couldn't get it out of the garage, which is a true story. This is pretty funny. His yeah. company really did not develop any significant traction at all. This is Steve Jobs. He didn't develop any significant traction at all until he got the Macintosh out in 1984. And to those of you who have been around long enough to remember this, do you remember how, how pathetic the market share was of Apple? You remember how it was like oh, yeah. if you had an Apple, it was such a pain in the butt to use that you were like... I think I'll stick with my PC. Nobody's writing software for it. You couldn't play any of the games on it. It was You're, ridiculous. Uh, it was ridiculous, yeah. And then Steve Jobs, finally, they finally cracked the code. Remember those, those uh, uh, they were the very see-through, the transparent computers, the iMacs that were like in weird colors, like neon green and yellow and purple and teal. Remember those things? Zane? You remember oh, yeah. Those? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, sure. And sure. all of a sudden, people start buying that thing. Remember that iPod, that crazy iPod? Remember that? Everyone had an iPod, and he came up with the white um, headphone cord, the cords were white so you would know if you were listening to the iPod. And then he came up with the laptop where the Apple shines when you're using it. So if you're at Starbucks using your computer, everyone has to know you're using it. And all of a sudden, he's just getting wins, man. Just wins. I mean, the iPod, right? The iPad, the iPhone. I mean, wins. But you know, he's, I mean, Apple was struggled a lot. I mean, the whole history of that company previous to his return. You know, he worked so hard, he finally got that thing to be profitable. He appoints a CEO. He gets into an argument consistently with Scully. The last name was Scully. He gets in arguments with the CEO all the time. So he gets fired from his own company. A and, true story. And he sits back and goes, well, I'm worth about $100 million, and I'm fired from my own company, and it's going to die, and I'm sad. And George Lucas calls and goes, I'm getting a divorce, and uh, I'm kind of at the bottom right now. 
and I don't want to lose everything because his wife, by the way, George Lucas's wife edited the first Star Wars. Like she personally edited the movie. And so she was very integral in building everything. I mean, she was working hands on. So he knew it was going to be like a bad deal. And it was very contentious, not a good thing. So he says, I'm going to lose Pixar. And the good, the good news is we've never made a movie that works. It's, it's, we've, never, we've been trying to make this movie yeah. Toy Story for like a decade. And uh, if you could make it happen, do your, do your thing, you, you know, you're, it'd be great. Because we need some name, name brand actors. Well, actors didn't want to use their voice. No professional actor. Tom Hanks did not want to use his voice on an animated film, you know, because it was like going to be glitchy and weird and tacky. Every animated movie up to that point that was done through computers was just tacky and weird. Yeah. Always just weird. So he convinces. Tom Hanks to do it, you know, Woody, you know, the, or was it Buzz, Buzz Lightyear, sorry, Buzz Lightyear. No, no, he was Woody, he was Woody, he was Woody. He was Woody. He was what he got, and it was, was it, who was the guy who was it, George Clooney that did Buzz no, Lightyear? No, 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 it was the guy that, um, Tim Allen's uh, Tim Allen, what, Tim it? Allen, yeah, it, Tim Allen. But he got the big kahunas in there, the big kahuna, the big kahuna, surfers are searching for the big kahuna, he got the big kahunas, and so when they ran ads for it, it said, starring Tom Hanks, and, and you know, Tim Allen, the big, the big names. And so we were like, we, we went out there as consumers. Do you remember seeing that movie, Justin? Do you remember seeing oh, that? Oh, yeah. Dan, do you yeah. remember seeing that movie? Absolutely. You know, it's kind of like animated movie, I guess. But Tom Hanks is in it. I mean, he's always good, so. Always good. Okay. And you go out, <laughs> but it was a great movie. And he, like, rescued that company. He turned it around. And do you know he made more money off of Pixar than he had made his entirety of his career at Apple? So then he's developing Next to the software company. And he basically c- creates a situation where, Apple has to buy his technology because he's the only one who has the magic technology. And and Apple needed money. And the only guy willing to fund Apple was Bill Gates. And do you know why Bill Gates funded Apple? Do you know why he did it? Yeah, so he wouldn't be deemed a monopoly. He yeah. needed a competitor. He needed another company out there building personal computers. So Steve Jobs, and it's well documented now, but Steve Jobs said, here's the deal. I'm going to let them run, run, just destroy you in the courts and in the courts of public opinion. You're going to lose this monopoly lawsuit, or I'll be happy to testify that uh, you're a good guy, you play fair, things are good, and I'll even let you speak at our big Apple announcement video. You can see it's on, by the way, on YouTube. You can watch this. They started booing when he spoke because everyone's like, boo, they hate Bill Gates. Yeah. He says, but I, I need 100 million reasons to, to do that. I need a hundred million reasons to do that. And they that. got the funding from uh, Microsoft. They got Microsoft to agree to no longer try to compete directly with them, and they took off. But all I'm saying is, see, that was a grind. And if you're listening right now, I want to ask you. I want to ask you rhetorically, what is the grind right now that you're going through? Are we all not going through a grind? Z, am I the only one currently going through a grind? No, no, you're not. There's a lot of entrepreneurs out there going through a grind. And, and you know what? We're here to encourage you to continue the grind. And we're also here to give you the step-by-step moves, the proven paths to grind on. Now, when we talk about grinding, there's grinding in the family, the faith, the finances, the fitness, the fun. We all have different areas we struggle with. But you got to find a way to put your mind on the grind and to stay focused on it all the time because your overnight success will not happen quickly. It's going to take a while, my man. Z, it's the, it's the ultimate business coach radio show. It's the Thrive Time Business Coach Show. 